This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. In 2010, a crack Magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal palm-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. It's just like, why? Not everything I do is like horrible. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't have it both ways, old man. <laughs> Jay Boosh. Damn it! Why am I always so ahead of the curve and then somebody <laughs> like Owen makes a deck popular and now I sound like every deck brewer on the planet? Scotty. It's actually a secret ploy for her to get you two to spend more time together. If <laughs> mom next levels you. It's <laughs> you <laughs> like serious. And Jeremy. Do you know how hard it is to buy Korean singles? No. And when you put Korean singles into Googles, do you know what you get? You don't get magic cards. <laughs> and now, the A-Team. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 182 of the A-Team Podcast. Mr. Scotty Mack here. I'm joined in person, on my right, by the one, the only, KYT. KYT. How's it going, guys? So good. I have across the TV from me, none other than the one, the only, the man, the myth, the mountain, Jay Bush. Hello. Hello. And I, of course, have recent PTQ top eight competitor, <laughs> Jeremy Schofield. Jeremy, how are you doing tonight? I feel like that's some sort of, like, underhanded Robin thing. I don't know what that is. But <laughs> I would love to say, you know... Runner-up to GP Vancouver, except that that was A, two GPs ago, and B, this is your next recent notable accomplishment. Yes, absolutely. And I played a daily event, and then I left to go and save my daughter, who seemed to be having some sort of catastrophe. So, yeah. But, for what it's worth, I totally bailed on the uh, um, Heavy Meta podcast, so... Did you? Yeah. What? Yeah, I did. They were going to podcast yesterday, and I had all kinds of crazy house stuff going on, so I had to postpone to next week. Oh. Yeah. So you, like, scumbagged them, you might say. I kind of scumbagged them. I told them I was bleaching my asshole, so they kind of went with that. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, I, I figured that was a good enough, you know, fib. Yeah. No, hey, I mean, who's going to question you? What, are they going to ask you to see your asshole? Yep. Well, they actually sent a request <laughs> for that beforehand, so. <laughs> we were the before and after picks. Yeah, I'm going like, to have to put it in Photoshop or something like that, <laughs> like do some sort of brightnessy thing. Maybe I'll send a proxy guy, he can probably hook me up. I mean, like, with his new with his new printer, can't he, like, actually print out a full asshole? Potentially, yes, <laughs> absolutely. So. That would be a fun price for somebody's cube. <laughs> Jerry's <laughs> asshole. We'll put that in Jay's fucking boo set. Jerry's bleached <laughs> asshole. Yeah, it could just be like an alternate art for Aether Storm or something. Yeah, yeah, like what is the bottom of a pumpkin? What's that? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, Giant man. trapdoor spider. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you got worms too? Um, <laughs> so, unfortunately, we didn't play a lot. Most of the crew didn't play a lot of magic this week. Hopefully, we do have a lot of magic content to still talk about. Uh, there's a ton of community stuff that's happening too, so. 
hopefully we can fit it all in. I mean, we unfortunately are recording a little late. I just picked KYT up from the train station, and it took us a million years to get home. So uh, we are making these <laughs> poor guys that have to get up early record real late with us. So hopefully uh, you guys can hang in, and it'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, Jay, how goes the um, boo set? What's going on, man? Uh, so far, it's pretty good since our last... Um I guess since our last episode, I've designed five more sets. Like, five more... What? Not sets, but, like, five more <laughs> rounds. Sorry, what I meant to say is rounds. Five more rounds. And, uh... So I'm on round six now. And how many cards are you doing per round? Five? Well, no, it, it, it varies. So, um... So what was but, your what was your most recent request? Like what did what did the, the, the most recent request that I got was a mill card and a and a demon card. Okay. So I had to make I had to make a mill card that got better the longer that you or sorry what was the exact wording I think it was a mill card that was better the longer in the game that you had it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just take a look. It's like super specific, which is like like I said, super cool because it's um. Because it's like, like it's very. That's a very specific something to give someone, right? Yeah. But, but like it, it was like there's so many different options, and like I'm so bad at this. Like I'm so bad at designing magic cards in terms of like I'm, I can design good magic cards and stuff, but I'm so bad at like thinking outside the box. Um, like I'll just design something like, like I don't know, like Keening Stone. I'll just make it like Bugs Bunny Stone. You know what I mean? Like I'm so fucking terrible at it. Um, for things like that, but anyway, so it was, it was, uh, I think it was card 10 and 11, so I've only made, like, 12 cards or something so far. Gotcha. But one was a mill card that could win it for you in the longish game. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second card was just a demon card. So, um, flavorfully, I think my mill card is really great. And, uh, and then, I think mechanically and flavorfully, my demon card is interesting. I'm trying to like make it not super OP because I don't want to make, like, I'm trying as hard as I can to not just make every card a fucking super uh, mythic. But it's very difficult. Because <laughs> like when someone's like, oh, make a demon, it's like nobody wants to just make like 5-5 five, five, fly for 6. So are you thinking like a littler demon where you can get that yeah. down for like 3 to 5? Yeah. That has like a super huge ability, but it also like hurts you so much. Like maybe it's like draw two cards, pay three life, every upkeep or something. Whoa! You know what I mean? Like something, something that like puts you so far ahead, but like you only have a little bit of time. <laughs> oh, you know. So, uh, so and you yeah, can't so, gain life. <laughs> and then yeah, and then my milk card, my my milk card, I have it's very interesting. I think it's very interesting. I think I'm. I don't know how good it is. Maybe I'll preview it. Maybe I'll preview. Maybe I'll preview it. Okay, let's so, do it. So, for those of you that uh, are just kind of catching up with the whole boo set, I've decided to. We're building our own set, and so the card that I'm building, or the set that we're doing, is uh, has like a lead designer. So he tells me things to design, gives me a vague outline, and then I design things inside that outline. So, uh, as I mentioned before, it's a mill card that could win you the game in the long run. Uh, so the card that I designed. Oh, sorry. And for the theme of my cards, I picked Looney Tunes. I'm designing Looney Tune cards. So this, so this card is called Zoiks and Away. And I don't know if you guys remember this episode of Looney Tunes, but it's called Robin Hood Daffy. I suggest you look it up. 
It's very good. It's very hilarious. So Daffy Duck plays Robin Hood. And there's a part where... And so basically the entire episode is Porky Pig is trying to get Daffy Duck to uh, prove that he's Robin Hood because he doesn't believe he is. And Daffy Duck's like, oh my god, I'm so Robin Hood. This is despicable. And so he goes into a series of trees. He's like, watch this. If, if I was really Robin Hood, could I do this? And he jumps off the tree with a rope and he says, zoinks, and away! And he smashes into another tree. And then he's like, ah, zoinks, and away! And he smashes again and again over and over again and he gets more, like, wobbly and, like, like, beamed on the head, and he, finally at the end he's like, Zoics, and away. And so I designed this card called Zoics, and away. It's a five mana blue enchantment. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, put a Zoics counter on Zoics, and away. Then, target player puts the top X cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard, where X is the number of Zoics counters on Zoics, and away. So, yeah. I would like that card to double the number of Zoics, and away counters in it to start with one. Every turn, like, just doubles it? Yes. Like, yes. So one, two, four, eight, two, four, eight. And then yeah. probably, like, the turn after that is my I, I would also like it to cost three mana. Whoa. Three. Yeah, that's a question. Okay, weird. okay. Then, then, <laughs> okay, so blue, blue, black, one. And would it be an artifact or an enchantment? Enchantment is fine. But, like, like, five mana for it to start at one and then double isn't enough. Interesting. So I, I, I would have put it at five. I don't think it would have been a good card, but I would have put it at. So five. I I sent this card to my developer, and the feedback that I got because I sent it to him without mana costs. Okay. The feedback yeah. I got from him is my initial thought is that Zoinks would need to have a hefty cost, or it would be way too good. Maybe something like three blue blue. I'm comparing it to other cards like Keystone and Mind Unbound that are very good and limited. Also, that would push the only wins in longish games, so that's a good thing that you hit. So longish so, game. <laughs> so he feels he feels that like this is and it's similar to Keeningstone, right? Because Keeningstone, I guess it's a little bit underpowered. Keeningstone, I think so. But, the other thing you, the other mill card you have to compare it to at five mana is Traumatize, just like half your deck. Yeah, that's true. Jay, what's Keeningstone again? Keystone is, uh, I think it's a five mana artifact. Let me from Rise of the Eldrazi. Yeah, it's from Rise. Yeah, it's from Rise. Uh, it was a bo- super bomb that uh, a lot of people never picked up on. Because but, Rise uh, just played walls, and then you mill it out with Keystone. Uh, it was actually, uh, yeah, it was almost good in, in every. How the fuck do you spell Keystone? Don't don't put in both words. Just use one. All right, let's try stone. Oh, I'm searching text. That, that would probably help. <laughs> that no, I didn't change to that, and that also that also happened to fucking proxy guy. Future Watsy card developer, gentlemen. That's fuck you. So okay, so it's a, it's a six mana five. Oh, it's a, no, it's, it's a six mana artifact. Oh, this is this is actually very expensive. It's a six mana artifact KYT from Rise, and then for five and tap. Target player puts the top X cards of his library into his or her graveyard, where X is the number of cards in his or her graveyard. Okay. So that's like eleven mana to activate it one time. Yeah. Yeah. But but at the same time, like we said, so like you activate it like even if they have one card in the graveyard, it's like two. Right? Like, like you mill one, then you mill two, then you mill four, then you mill eight, then you mill sixteen, right? So it's like you know, you only need like two or three turns and then basically they're dead. Yeah. Yeah, um, limited it's it's probably whereas, a, Yeah, or what, whereas like whereas like Zoics in a way <laughs> It basically, like, 
It, it's it's basically, I don't know, it's, it's one, then two, then three, then four, then five. So it's a little bit slower. But you don't have to invest mana into it. It just happens. Yeah. It just it just happens, right? So, like, if you're playing a control deck, if you're playing a mill, I don't know if there's going to be any other mill cards. I'm assuming there are, but who knows? Then, like, like I said, yeah, because you're not investing any mana, you can just play this, and it's just like a, you know, it just is happening to them. You know what might be interesting is what if you added another cost to it, where you could discard cards from your hand to put X counters on it. At the like when you cast it, so when it enters the battlefield, you may discard X cards and then put X counters on it, and then it's every turn is X plus one. Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting mechanic too, for sure. Ooh. <laughs> so there's a mechanic, right? You can discard <laughs> cards from your hand to make your spells better. Yeah, that's very interesting. What would you call it if you had to keyword it? See, this is the hard part. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know. I don't Brain know trust. <laughs> I would call it kicker. I would call it brain. No, brain trust. That's what brain I mean. trust. Brain trust is what I mean. Yeah. sounds like a weird Orzhov bank. Yeah. Well, no, because like because like you're investing of your knowledge, right? Like you have to consider your hand as like oh, your man. spell book or your your mental capacity. So you're like, right? Yeah. Like you're just picturing some guy like Daffy Duck is like ripping off pages of his spell book and burning them yeah. in this fire that he's made from the chopped down trees that smashed his head. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah. ah, zoinks in a way, bitch. <laughs> My uh, my my submission for that keyword would be exhaust. Oh, I like that too. Exhaust, exhausted? No, or just exhaust. exhaust. You can exhaust it for one. You can exhaust it for two. You know, oh, just like saying, okay. you're like throwing yourself see, into it. See, that's very good. That's very good. Exhaust is a shitty keyword, but if when you put it into the <laughs> verb form, that's very good. I'm going to exhaust this for three, and then go. That's, that's really good. good. Yeah, that's really good. So, so now, so now you can whatever you want to build. So now you can use that mechanic. You've got that in the bank now. Sneaky. Mm-hmm. Sneaky. I'm putting in the mind bank. Yeah. Isn't that what so, you're doing? Mind bank. Mind Scotty KYT for community cup and Jay for a great designer search. Yep. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> When's the projected uh, release date for this set? Um. Probably, they, like, I, I think we said, like, something like, maybe six weeks from the time that we started, and I think we started about a week ago, or two weeks ago, maybe. Whoa. A week ago. I think we started a week ago. It really depends. Like, the thing is, because I have a job, like, where I largely am just kind of doing, <laughs> like, I'm doing, like, 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 the same work over and over again. You got a job? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Congratulations. Yay. Thanks for telling me, fuck face. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's actually, oh, yeah. Thanks. All right. So, yeah, I know I got a job finally. It's okay. I'll stop worrying about you now. Thanks. Um, I didn't know you were worrying about me. All those emails and Twitters I never got. Um, well, and clearly God wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I did a good job. Thank you. Um, but it's it, it, like, as a first year, you're largely expendable. Like, they don't trust you with a whole lot of things. Right, you know, apparently, Jay, after four years, you'd be amazed at who's expendable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so what I'm doing right now is a hotel. Whoa. And so, hotels are all the same, right? All the suites basically are the exact same because you don't want, you know, you don't want to have shitty suites and good suites because, you know, that causes animosity. So, um, you have a couple of different layouts, but most of them are the exact same. So right now I'm just pulling wire and putting up boxes through all the same exact suites, right? 
So what will happen is I'll get an email at, like, fucking, I don't know, 9 in the morning from my developer saying, like, design a demon in a milk cart. And then I can think about that all day. Nice. Right? So um, I can generally bang off whatever assignment he gives me, like, per day. And then he's pretty good about giving me another one right away. So Nice. Yeah. So it's working out. Working out. But, yeah, that's interesting. I like exhaust. I might, I'm going to play with that, maybe. Yeah. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Well, okay, I, okay, okay. I, I submit. Ahead. So I submit that before you pull the trigger on an exhaust card that you're gonna di- you're gonna send to this guy. Yeah. Then you should. I think that you should bring it to us, and well, we should brain trust it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Before okay. you submit it, but, like come up with it. But then before you submit yeah. it, let's talk. Okay, okay, sure, sure. Maybe maybe that's what I'll do on the next episode is I'll I'll have a card, like a whole deck, that I'll design with exhaust. Nice. And then and then I'll I'll preview it on here before I even send it to him. I like it. Okay. okay. So so this is fun, this is fun. So one more card, one more card. We'll do the demon card. We'll do the demon card. <laughs> this is super fun. Okay. So if anybody remembers the episode, uh I think it's called Hide and Hair. From the Looney Tunes. I'm sure you don't, but I'm just I'm just trying to get you to Google these. So that you Have you been watching a lot of Looney Tunes? Oh my god, every day. Jay's <laughs> Netflix is out of control. Yeah, every day. I watch Looney Tunes like three times a day at least. At least, like minimum. So, okay, so I made a Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde card, which is kind of cliche, but it's, it's I'm, I found the episode in the Looney Tunes, so it's not really super cliche, so ha ha ha. Um, okay, so Dr. Jekyll is a three mana one one. He's white. Uh, Right now, he's just a human, and I feel like maybe I want to change that up a bit. Or maybe make him, like, a human demon and make him black-white, because, like, he's inner turmoil, whatever. I don't know. I don't know if that's flavorfully, if that works. You guys let me know. So this is when... Dr. Jekyll enters the battlefield. Another target creature gets plus one, plus one, and protection from a color until end of turn. And then he has the Innistrad flip text. Yep. Yep. Uh... So the other side is Mr. Hyde. Well, how does he flip? Oh, it's the same as Innistrad. If you don't cast a, if you don't ca- at the beginning of each upkeep, if oh, so he's got the werewolf clause. So he's yeah, a werewolf. Yeah, sorry, sorry, he's a werewolf. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, I guess because there was other flip cards that weren't werewolves. Yeah, right. there was a Doctor Jekyll, Mr. Hyde flip card in Innistrad. Oh right, it was like the Scholar or something. Right? Yeah, so yeah. Like Scholar. And he just flipped when you discarded a creature or some shit. Yes. <laughs> right. 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 Okay, so, uh, so, yeah, so then there's Mr. Hyde on the other side. He's a 4-4 demon. So you're, you're paying, like, three mana, and you have to wait a turn for a 4-4. So I feel like that's okay. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, what's, what's the drawback? Because it could probably easily be a 5-4 or a 5-5. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, okay, and then, and then his ability is, whenever this creature transforms into Mr. Hyde, Uh, and then I put and at the beginning of your upkeep, but I feel like that should say or at the beginning of your upkeep, but Jeremy, maybe you can tell me. Uh, and at the beginning of your upkeep, destroy target creature you control and target creature you don't control. So he basically flavorfully grabs one of your guys, one of their guys, and smashes their faces in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so, okay, so it's, is it at the beginning of your upkeep, or is it when he comes into play? It's both? It's well because he doesn't come into play, right? Because he's the flip side of Doctor. Yes. Jeff. So it's it's yeah, it's both. It's when he transforms and yeah. at the beginning of your upkeep. I was originally going to make it each upkeep, but I felt that was maybe too powerful. 
And is it is it any is it like target other creature you control, or can he destroy himself? He can destroy himself. And the reason the reason for that is because I didn't want it. It's not a May ability, and I didn't want it to be one of these things where uh, if you only have him in play, then he just is a four four, and you don't have to destroy one of your guys. You know what I mean? I mean, I could make it at the beginning of each upkeep and then make him a 5-5, five five, but then each upkeep feels more powerful, but then it's also dip- more difficult to keep him around, right? Right. Because eventually he's going to kill himself. It's only on turn 3, like, it's the earliest you play him. Like, how many guys could you have on turn 3? At most, I'm, I'm assuming you could have 3. Yeah. Right? Like, do you make the, the kill effect just part of the flip effect? So you actually put it on the Dr. Uh, Jack Deckel, Jekyll side? <laughs> So it's like, flip this creature and target two creatures. And kill them. Or just like, whenever this creature, whenever Mr. Hyde, whenever Dr. Jekyll transforms into Mr. Hyde. So uh, you, could make it, you could make it like Huntmaster of the Fells then? You'd want, like, this would be a guy that you'd want to flip back and forth. So what I would think is that what you should do when Dr. Jekyll is, when he transforms back to Dr. Jekyll, yeah. you should re-up a guy from your graveyard. Like, from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah. So Dr. Jekyll would read when he enters the battlefield or when he flips to do the do X. So and then and then Mr. Hyde would read whoa, the same. This so, is card box. So this guy so Doctor yeah, Sol so so Dr. Jekyll Dr. Jekyll needs to be a four drop for a two two four drop. Okay? Okay. And and I mean he can be a two three if you want, whatever, or a one three or well, I something. Yeah, I don't want him to be super powerful, right? And sure. flavorfully, flavorfully, he should just be like a regular guy. <laughs> That's but fine. He's, he's smart. He's, he's so he's smart. Guy. So he could be like a one two or a one three if you wanted to. Like that'd be fine okay. also. And so he raised deads. <laughs> right? Because he's a doctor. And then when you flip him, he goes all psycho and beats people up and, like, smashes everybody's faces in and whatnot. And if he flips back, then he's a doctor Wait. and he erases somebody. Jay, you get to kill your... You have to kill your own guy and an opponent's yeah. guy? Yeah. That's yeah, too hard. powerful. <laughs> it's trying to... I would make him just, like, ridiculously big, but have his claws that he flips back every time he kills something in combat. <laughs> this guy's so too sick. The big monster, this guy's too attacks, sick. The guy blocks. He He's too good. Turns back into Doctor Jekyll, and I get another card back from the graveyard. Like, yeah, like, yeah, so that's what it is. He what? just is like this, like quasi abyss. He's like a super ball. And he's only a monster for the night, you know. Like he's only a monster. You flip back, or he just goes on a rampage. That's like super powerful. <laughs> that's like a fucking eight drop card. This guy, this guy's too good. Are you gonna make the ability sacrifice or destroy? Uh, well, I was gonna make it destroy. Good. I think you should. Yeah. Okay. No, make it sacrifice so it beats True Name Nemesis. Well, True Name Nemesis isn't <laughs> in our set. No. I think <laughs> just. I think like destroy. You know, it destroys nice. You know what? Maybe if you want to make Doctor Jekyll, just give a creature protection then, instead yeah. of re-upping a gun. Well, that's what I. That's the original version of him was. Um, gets protection from a color, but then without the plus one plus one that I added, but then. Basically, it's like that's not a very good ability at all if he doesn't have flash. Yeah, and then giving him flash makes him too powerful, and it also doesn't work flavorfully. Like, why would this guy have flash? Yeah, <laughs> where's yeah. the guilt? Where's what? Where's the guilt? 
The guilt? Yeah, Dr. Jekyll hates the fact that he turns into Mr. Hyde. He kills one of your guys, too. I know, but why Why doesn't he feel guilty about it when he turns back into Dr. Jekyll? He gets a minus, minus one count. Yeah, like, when he flips back, he gets a minus one, minus one no, count. Like, <laughs> he kills himself. There's, like, no way to word that. I guess... You can have it like when he enters the battlefield or when he splits, you lose a life or two. Your opponent gains two life. Yeah, yeah, because he's a doctor. Yeah, he's a doctor. That, that might oh. work. <laughs> when he enters the battlefield, all creatures in play get a regeneration shield. I think <laughs> I like each creature side. in play. Jay, his flip side is just too good. He's like, he you kills think? his best creature and he becomes a 5 5? Like, what the fuck? 4 no, 4 right now. He's okay. <laughs> he becomes a big dude and he kills their best guy. But, but it's like, but he's, 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 a, he's a werewolf flip, right? Okay. So, so he. He. <laughs> they, have, they have to not cast a spell. Oh, right, right, okay. Or or you, I guess, don't have don't cast a spell. And, I mean, and then the thing is, too, is like, he's. he's because he's only a four four, it's not like he's not really probably gonna win the game by himself if you just stop casting creatures and then eventually he'll have to kill himself, right? You know, I, I think we're actually right. getting away from the episode. What does the Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde do in the episode? In the episode he sits on a park bench and offers Bugs Bunny a carrot, and then he says, Bugs, why don't you come live with me? I love little bunny rabbits and then Bugs says, Oh, okay and then he So he's a pedophile. Yeah, and then he takes him home, and he just instantly, like, on the way home, he, like, turns into this big Mr. Hyde guy, and then he tries to kill Bugs, but Bugs doesn't realize that it's the doctor, and then he changes back to the doctor, and then Bugs is like, oh my god, you have to save me, there's this creepy guy, and he looks like this, walking around, and he's like, and he's swinging an axe at me, and he's like, and he's trying to kill me, and then, so he grabs him by the hand, and he starts running with the doctor behind him, and then the doctor, of course... Uh, some hijinks happen, turns into Mr. Hyde, What's and then the, tri- the trigger is just ran- it appears to be random. <laughs> oh, okay. It just, he just changes, I mean, you gotta remember, the Looney Tunes episodes are like seven minutes long. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't it, like, light, it wasn't like, no, clothes, it wasn't, <laughs> no, no, it was just, it was just whenever the hell the animators decided. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so KYT is the best player on this podcast. Right? So, KYT, what do you think... How would you change it, then, to be... I already think it's... It's, like, really... Man, I have to play with Huntmaster of the Fells again, because it just sounds so good. Like, Huntmaster, usually you... You just willingly pass to be able to, uh... What does it do again? Deal two damage? Right. Deal two to a guy and to him. And I assume, like, in Limited, you have, like, a 1-1, and then, like, let's say they just play their best guy, and you're just like, pass, flip, bang, kill that guy, <laughs> and I just lose, like, kill your bomb, yeah. and, and I just lose my 1-1. My turn, I play two dudes to flip and get Dr. Jekyll back, and then, like, I don't have another ability. <laughs> but uh, I think um, he'd be weaker if, like, the opponent had more ways to stop you. Like, it depends on the rest of the set, if there's, if there's more, right. like, instant... So that he doesn't necessarily always flip when you want him to flip, so it will be yeah, dependent yeah. on that. Um, See, I always think of like Mr. Hyde. Like I, I can't remember the episode, but I just I remember cartoon versions of him and him always leaving a giant like silhouette in a brick wall that he's walked through. <laughs> so it's like maybe he should turn into Juggernaut. 
just be a 5-3 It's not... 5-3 can't be blocked by walls. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that sounds quite good. (laughs) 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 Jeremy, you're not allowed to design magic cards. What? (laughs) This is not fucking Master's Edition 4. (laughs) (laughs) A 4-4 for 7 is the best creature in the game. Uh, We're doing something wrong here. Yeah, I Dr. Jekyll doesn't have to have, like, an insane ability. If if it's even a negative ability, that's fine, too. Well, like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, what if he, like I said, what if he made the opponent gain, like, two life or one life yeah. or something? That's fine. What if it's a tap ability where you, like, put a plus one, plus one counter on an opponent's creature to turn him into Mr. Hyde? <laughs> but, like, that seems relevant, because you just pump a guy and then kill him when you flip him. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have the kill ability. What do you mean you don't have the kill ability? You're just flipping him into a 4 4? No, you turn him into a 5 3. Juggernaut. Oh, right. <laughs> you know what? You know what? If Dr. Jekyll's counter that he put on him made it a wall. Ooh. And then he juggernauts you. And then he juggernauts you? Ah. Whoa. That's synergy, right? That's yeah. interesting. But then it's, again, it's like kind of like two. Yeah, then you're like stopping him twice, right? Yeah, that's yeah, too because, good. Like, yeah. Because you just you just make his bane slayer angel a wall, and then, <laughs> and, then and it still can't block. And then you can kill well, another you know thing. You know, it's hold on. Too good. Maybe maybe you make it more like the boldware intimidators, where you can like give it some other For subtype. Cowards. Yeah, like cowards and warriors. So maybe you can like have Doctor Jekyll like give something a counter or like, and then give it a a, a new subtype and just say that. Uh, that subtype can't block. Giant. Yeah. Make it into a Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny starts running away. He's a coward. Anyways, just just a thought. I'm liking the game life thing. The ba- the most <laughs> the one that makes the most sense so far. Because <laughs> he's a doctor. I know that makes sense. And he gives like life to your opponent because he's super nice that he wants. Well, yeah, because he, he can do no harm, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's super nice, so he gives life to your opponent, and then, like, he transforms, and he's like, fuck that guy. Would also be neat if, if you just, like, when he flips over, when he comes into play, you regenerate a creature you don't control. <laughs> yeah. Regenerate all creatures. <laughs> and you can't lose the game when Mr. Hyde is in play. <laughs> <laughs> Fistle Persecutor is a hell of a magic card. You get off my balls. Whoa. That's actually a KYG. <laughs> make him a Platinum Angel when he's Dr. Jekyll. Make him a, a Fistle Persecutor when he's high. <laughs> For four mana. For four mana, yeah, totally. <laughs> Why does he have to be four mana? That's funny. He could just be Ali from Cairo. He's either the ultimate defensive card or he's the ultimate offensive card. <laughs> like so, so let me just say, I actually like your idea of those extremes, and I think that that's worth being made. I just don't think that it's this card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably not. But I really, really like the idea. Doctor Jekyll's not a four-four flyer. <laughs> he's just some weak <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> well, he's just Ali from Cairo. Yeah. <laughs> so we're speaking about all these old cards. Vintage Masters, obviously, is uh, coming out shortly. It's uh, been released on the beta for testing. So I hear. Uh, if I read Twitter. Not all of it? 
No, I think it's just some of it. Yeah. So anyways, that's that's still pretty exciting. I see a lot of people talking about it on Twitter, and it sounds like it's going to be pretty neat. They seem to be enjoying it, so I can't wait to get my hands on it. We'll see if it's any good. What do you guys think? Vintage Masters? For you, not for you? I will play some of it. Um, I'm going to try and figure out a way to play a lot of it, uh, but I don't want to put a lot of money into it. Are you going to stream that shit, Jeremy? Yeah, I really need to do some of that. Like, again, it's part of, like, getting all this stuff figured out. Like, yesterday I was saying I had to uh, skimp on the uh, heavy meta guys just because i got all the house stuff going on right now. So we had our meeting with the builders, and we are we have a, a contract now. It's got the conditions thing. So we had a meeting with the bank yesterday, and that went very well. So right now it's just a matter of a whole bunch of people that aren't us filling out some papers so that we can, like, lock down this house. Sweet. And then, uh, yeah, yesterday I also had some new appliances come into my condo. So, again, uh, any Jobins who want to live in Edmonton, let me know. i got a beautiful place that I'm trying to sell. Uh, but, yeah, that's what we're doing now is just prepping the old place for uh, it to be shown. So just staging it up nice so that it sells quick and for lots of money. And moving into this other place that we're staying at until the house is ready. So it's kind of crazy. Like uh, I was telling the guys right now, my podcast station here is my mic stand that I have my mic set up on. Uh, it's hooked to the leg of a bar stool, <laughs> and the laptop is sitting on top of that bar stool. And that's how I'm casting. I might actually just take a picture of it right now. <laughs> well, is that your phone? It's Jay's phone. Oh. It's Jay's phone, but I have the exact same ring. <laughs> I remember the first time it happened, I was like, what the fuck? Like, my phone's out of <laughs> And yeah, me and Jay, we share rings. Like, we're ring brothers. Wow, I had no idea. Brian has one, too. Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy. Oh, yeah. So that's, uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, so that's kind of been, like, the reason why I haven't been getting too much magic yet. Although, uh, I did, uh, and sorry, uh, well, I think the guy's name was Frank. Uh, I played a little bit of Kajudo on recommendation <laughs> of Mr. Jerry T., a uh, few of us, uh, like Doug Potter, Jason Patterson, uh, they went hardcore. They bought like probably like three hundred dollars worth of product. They pretty much cleaned out my local game store. Wow! And a whole bunch of stuff. And I kind of want to get in on that. They built a few decks. We played a few decks around. Um, but I'm waiting for their pro tour event, which I think is in like a week or two, to happen, and then I'll probably just go hog wild on singles and uh, build a deck or two. Because we really want to, like, get involved with this new Pro Tour thing that they're doing. And uh, it's pretty, like, I I don't really understand the deck building completely yet. Because I haven't, you know, I don't have any product yet. So I don't have anything to really play around with. But I did look at, like, big tournament decks that have, like, 82 cards, 66 cards, 54 cards. Like, nobody knows how to make cuts. Uh Ah. Yeah, it feels like, you know, it's like this might be wading into some shallow waters. So... Yeah, like uh, Doug was saying, like he's he's done this with a, like a bunch of different games, um, where he basically like approaches them as if they're magic, and then does like generally you can do really well because magic's such a high skill game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's the way to go about it. It's like you know you see a lot of like magic guys who are doing well and like things like Hearthstone. Yeah, there's been a lot of that. Like, more so lately than I think I remember seeing in some time. Well, since they announced their their event, their big tournament event, which is kind of like just like another, like, MTGO shaming event. 
Sure. Uh, where it's like, oh yeah, everyone in our, what is it, their top 50 or is it top 20 or something like that are all going to like BlizzCon to play in a big tournament. Yeah. So, that seems fair. I want to go. But I heard it takes a lot of effort to like reach legend status or whatever, so fuck that. Yeah, it's it's that's what I've heard is that it isn't necessarily skill. Skill does play into it, but it's grind. It's a yeah. lot of grinding. It's like planeswalker points all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. No thanks. Yeah, Jay, you were talking about like how magic players are having success in other games, like two <laughs> two magic players both won. A World Series of Poker bracelet recently. Yeah. Justin Bonomo and Brock Parker. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, did Brock win that? Yeah, he won, uh, I believe, the Omaha, one of the Omaha events. Yeah. Yeah, I know that he was final table on that one, but that's where my following it fell off the board. <laughs> Phil Helmuth actually finished second that one this year already, so that was hilarious. Missing out on uh, his 14th win. <laughs> but... Yeah, I've heard of, I know Brock Parker was, I believe, a PT champion. I've never heard of him before, but was teaming up oh. with Huey, I think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was buddies with them. He was uh, a recent GP he did really, really well at, and I think he was also did he a win? team event. He may have won, no? Um, I, I can't remember if he won or if he was in the top eight. But yeah, no, he's, he's, he's come back and played a few events, and he's done well in them. He's a sicko. Yeah. I, bu- I believe he won. I believe he won GP Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah, okay. in 2013. Yeah. Uh, he also... Um, so he's got six Grand Prix top eights and a victory at Pro Tour Boston 2003. Uh, and he, that's, he took down the tournament with uh, Huey and Matt Lind. Okay. Yep. And I've heard of Justin Bonham a lot, but I don't know if, what he's done. I just know he hangs around with like the same crew, like Dave Williams, etc., and, uh, yeah, like, all these Magic players are having success at the different card games that are out there. We're just slaying them. Slaying them. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> so, uh, any of you guys play Magic this week? Nope. Uh, Unfortunately oh, I, not. I think I cubed. <laughs> you think? You think you cubed? <laughs> well, the, the week's gone by so fucking quickly like that. was probably the weekend. <laughs> There was a, a GPT on Saturday that I was about an hour and a half late to because I had, again, all the crazy moving and house-related stuff. So I did bring my deck along, and that was kind of like where the guys were buying all the Kajudo stuff. So um, I kind of rebuilt the Grixis thing. Uh, the game plan was to bring Grixis, and the problem I was having with the Grixis deck was that like I could kill a whole bunch of stuff, but I was having a tough time kind of like really taking control of the game because I didn't have ways to draw a lot of extra cards effectively. And the ways that I could draw cards was just costing me too much life where I would like have like this inevitability where like my opponent would just be able to kind of, you know, sneak a point of damage in here, a couple points of damage in there. And I just die because I had no way to kind of stabilize. Okay. So, uh, since there's infinite lands right now, um, the solution kind of presented itself really smartly, which was, I just flashed white for Sphinx's revelation. And the deck actually plays pretty good right now, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. Four-color um, Grixis control. Four-color Grixis, yeah. We're, oh. we're talking standard, right? No. Yeah, no? standard. Oh, yeah. standard. Oh, okay. Yeah, standard, yeah. Standard GPT. So that's uh, kind of the direction I've gone with it. Like, just lots of, like, Mizium Orders, Hero's Downfall, Ultimate Price, Doom Blades in the board. Just kill everything spells. Thought seizes. 
Um, I played a couple Karanos, a couple uh, um, Ashiok, and then a play set of Jaces, and yeah. Wow, neat. Yeah. I think uh, I think controls a it's positioned for a comeback. Um, it's kind of like fallen off the radar for a little bit, but uh, I think it's definitely positioned well to to kind of make a make a good run. Well, I just really like Karanos. Like, I really just wanted to play with that card. There are some twin decks in Modern that are playing on the sideboard. Yeah, yeah, he's now starting to see some Modern play. Um, my Modern card I still want to play around with is uh, Farika. So yeah. that's got to be kind of a thing for nice. me. Because um, I want to have, like, a dredged backup deck that I play around with for some fun. Because I really want to just do some justice. So it's interesting because... Um, so we're obviously uh, leaving tomorrow to go down to Niagara Falls and spend our weekend gunslinging and conspiracy drafting like idiots. <laughs> I'm very excited. Woo! If you guys recall, this time last year, I had come back from that event, and after gunslinging for one day, played 48 games of Magic in one day. Holy shit. So, like, my hands were tired, and, like, I literally played two days of a Grand Prix in one day. Um, so we're coming equipped with, like, a bunch of different decks, standard, modern, I got some commander decks and stuff, and so I was figuring out, trying to, what I was going to play in standard, I decided I was, I'm going to bring that, like, that Naya deck that won the SCG this week, in standard, yeah. which is, like, Naya Big Range, as they call it, and basically it's just, like, it's almost like the core of the Monsters deck, but, but it also has, like, a Johnny and Elspeths and plays Xenagos and shit like that, so... I'm excited to see if it's not terrible. I mean, if Justin Crandall can win first place with it. I mean, he wrote a pretty good article about it on Star City, so if you guys want to check that out, you can. Um, yeah, I'll see. We'll see how that plays out. I'm pretty excited. And uh, in Modern, I definitely... You mentioned Justice, so I will have me some Justice with me. And I think I'm going to cut the Coursers for Flame Speakers and just try it out. The Flame Speakers are really interesting. Um, I don't know if you got to see, oh my goodness, whose uh, article was it on Channel Fireball where they were talking about, you know, Garrick actually being a really fun addition in Flamespeaker-based decks. It was JVL. It was JVL, that's right, yes. Okay, and yeah. uh, he was talking about playing Jund with, he's talking about Garrick Wildspeaker as, as the one in Jund. Yeah, and the reason for it is uh, you need to be able to threaten the overrun, and you should be able to close out a lot of games with that. Um, but more importantly, you, like, Play him on four, and untap two lands, and hold up your choice of Abrupt Decay and Terminate. Yeah, which is pretty sweet. Like, I mean, or just play him into a naked board, untap two lands, and play Tarmogoyf. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, so, and he's still tough to kill. Like, you know, one activation gets him out of bullet range, and he's a four mana instead of a three. And you could potentially you know, ramp your mana or whatever, and presents a reasonable ultimate. So, I don't know, like, it, I think it's definitely interesting from a flame speaker standpoint, but, I mean, the fact that you've got the option of Chandra Pyromaster instead of Garrick to just, like, clear out a blocker, I mean, I think that's pretty good, too. Yeah, I guess, like, the, the thing is, like, how all-in are you going on the guy? Yeah. Uh, like I, I did like JVL's suggestion that the swords were just win more, and I really feel like that when I was playing out with it online, that it just wasn't doing enough. Like, the sword was just too cute. I feel... Whereas, 
You know, the prophetic flame speaker really felt like I, I was watching you play uh, with uh, Curly on uh, your legit stream. And, such a good night. Yeah, it was a really good night. And just like the way that, like, Dark Confidant, you cast Dark Confidant. If your opponent doesn't kill it, like, if you untap with Dark Confidant, like, you feel so far ahead. And it's like with Prophetic Flame Speaker, it's like, if he connects, oh my goodness, <laughs> you feel so far ahead. Yeah. Like, the card is just nutty. And, and the, basically, so where I'm at on Flame Speaker is really simple. If I'm going to play Flame Speaker, it's because it's good enough on its own as a card. And it is. If I'm going to play the card, I want under no circumstances to have to play other cards to make it good. Yeah, I don't think you'll have to. Like, I think that if you get some cycles in with it, if you try it out, yeah. that card is going to, the card is going to impress you. And the one thing about it that I just really like is just, it gets so much respect. Like, like, it's like if it's you're like, it in your hand and you're like, oh, geez, I really need this. Like, maybe I really need this Dark Confront to live, or maybe I really need this Tarmogoyf to live, uh, and I want to run something out. If you run out Prophetic Flame Speaker, it will eat removal. Like, they will keep it, or they will kill it. Hmm. So. It's interesting. And if they don't kill it, like, you're just in a really good spot. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe it's worth taking Anger of the Gods out of the main deck. Yeah. Right, because like, because like, Flame Speaker dies to it, which is frustrating, and Corsair didn't, which is nice. Um, but I don't know, like, is Flame Speaker good enough? I mean, maybe it's worth trying. Maybe it's worth trying some combination. Like, if I'm going to take, if I'm going to cut Anger of the Gods and uh, Corsairs, that's like four slots, right? Could easily play some more removal or whatever. Like that's it's interesting. It's worth looking at. I, I, I think I'm gonna give Flame Speaker at very at the very least some some fair shake this weekend. See how it turns out. Uh, Scott, are you playing slaughter packs in your main? I, I don't I haven't kept up with the uh, you know recent trends. I know Slaughter Pack has has been the main deck for probably a while now. When did it transition to it being like a staple? Pro Tour Bond of the Gods. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm 100% playing two slaughter packs in my 75. Uh, at least one in the main deck. I've been finding that, like, Abrupt Decay and Slaughter Pack are two of the major reasons why your twin matchup has just gotten so good. Um, and the, the card is just so absurd. It kills literally everything except Bob. And this is just like an, an adoption because of the prevalence of, of twin? Yeah, like, okay. I think so. And, and I mean, most of those strategies are playing remands as their counterspell of choice. So the fact that you can play this and lose zero tempo and basically blank a remand is really, really good. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, on Prophetic Flamespeaker, Jeremy, I know out of the four of us, you were the most hyped about it in our review of it. Have you tried it in Standard? You know what? I have played it in... Um, I played it, and I played it to some very good success in the, the mono-red with, like, the white uh, Devotion-type deck. Okay. So I had a build of that, like, right when the set all came out, and I played in, uh, a few, like, little things with that and did a little bit of testing with friends. And I, I put it aside, and I, I really didn't have a good reason. I think it was because I was, like, building decks for something else, and I was taking cards out of it for that. Um, but what I was using it for was just, like, you know, I'm playing, like, a Nyx, I'm playing a Red Devotion deck, and he was just a decent, like, drop on three that I could attack, and if I hit with it, then I got all kinds of crazy things, and drawing cards and being able to cast cards is very easy in that deck, because 
Nykthos just gets so much value out of itself really quick. Mm -hmm. So I was able to like really benefit off of him. Uh, the tough part is, is that, you know, getting through is a little bit harder, but where he was fitting in really well is I was playing, uh, I think his name is Iroas, the white, uh, red god. Right. So I was playing two of that, two of, uh, Perforos in the deck. And, like, if I went Prophetic Flame Speaker on three and then Iroas on four, like, Prophetic Flame Speaker would get in. Um, that attack would almost usually be a waste because I, I'm not getting any advantage unless I kind of like did some sort of like Nykthos cast where I have a couple mana. But you, again, you you don't get to use any of that mana. So it's like the first attack was usually useless, but every attack after that was, you know, something legitimate. Hmm. So sometimes like it, it worked out, but for the most part, like it was kind of not the attack that I got with uh, Iroas, it was the attack afterwards that like the game just went out of control. But at that point, there should already be kind of out of control. So, I, I don't know. Like, maybe it was a little win more, but I like the card. I, I just, I feel like there's something there for it, like... I don't know. I, like, I kind of wish that, like, something like Violent Swipe was out there so that you could make, like, some sort of, like, aggro Jun build. Or even, like, just, like, a Rakdos aggro with him. And, like, just some way to, like, give him, like, you know, plus two, plus O, or, you know, like, give him death touch or something like that so that he can get through, like, crazy things, like, might be the way to go about it. Okay. So you don't think he's playable in, like, standard Jun? Uh, probably not. He is seeing play in the red-white devotion list in the sideboard. There was some deck in Japan that played them. The red-white burn deck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, in the burn in the burn deck, yeah, I could see him being played in the burn deck, especially sideboard because you know most people are going to get rid of a lot of the removal. Yeah, and then you bring this guy in, and they're like, "Fuck, I took all my creature kill out," and then all right, of a sudden right. you're just like, "Yep, nothing but gas all day." Yeah, or it's like how you run into Bob in like the the modern burn decks. Yeah, yeah. Well, Where Jeremy, just... we were talking about it as like our Nightvale Specter. I remember that in our review. For, yeah, like a controlish deck, maybe. Yeah, like, I, at first I wanted to put him in Grixis just as, like, a card draw engine. Mm-hmm, right. But he's just so good. He's so bad, I would say, in game one <laughs> because he just makes all of your opponent's removal useful. Whereas, like, the way I have the deck built right now, my opponent's removal does nothing. Yeah. And in game two, like, he, he might be a good sideboard card for that Grixis deck because you can bring him in, and, you know, when your opponent's removal should be at its lightest. And, like, maybe they have, like, they still keep in, like, their hero's downfall to deal with your planeswalkers, but if they kill your three drop and then you land a Jace afterwards, like, maybe you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I really like the card. I'm I'm really stoked for it to get some, like, some love here, and I think it's going to be one of those cards that's just kind of like a late chore. You know, I might have to wait until Ravnica disappears. Um when people are going to be looking more for, like, two-color solid decks type thing like that, like the double-casting cost doesn't seem so weird. So financially, what do you think? What's your advice? Oh, I see. I, I don't do financial stuff with cards <laughs> uh, because if I want a card, I just buy it. Yeah. So I'm never looking for deals. Like, I'm just the worst for that kind of stuff. So it's currently $8. On, I would say it would go up. It's a Mythic. Yeah. I would expect to pay twelve dollars for the card. So when it came out as of May eighteenth, it was thirteen dollars and two cents. It that's online. Hold on. We had a spike. It's a pre-order price, right? Right. Eleven. Yes. Yes. Pre-order price was eleven. 
Then it plummeted to nine, and it's been on a steady decline, and it's sitting at eight dollars. So it really hasn't done it. Like once, uh, once, once, once Ravnica rotates out, you got to think that he's going to see a lot more play in like red devotion type strategies because Boros Reckoner's gone. Sure. So you know, like he fills that role there, but like that's the thing right now is people are going, do I want him or do I want Reckoner in that deck? And they want Reckoner. Yeah. Makes sense. So, like, that's kind of the case. Like, sometimes you get, like, these good cards that are just waiting for their time to shine. It was like Exava. Exava was a great card when it came out, but it was not the best four drop. It was just stuck behind other four drops. And once it finally had its time to shine, the meta had shifted away from where it was good. Yeah. That's true. Hmm. So Scott, when we gunsling, we only have to we don't have to play a best of three, right? It's typical one on or so it depends. Like sometimes you plan to playing three, sometimes you end up playing yeah. one. Like if it's not busy and you want to give somebody a best two out of three, then by all means give them a best two out of three. Okay. But I mean if there's a lineup, yeah, get in and get out. <laughs> yeah, so you see the game plan is is if they win game one, then it's uh, best two out of three. And if you win game <laughs> one, then it's just a single game. So scumbag school advising me. <laughs> The best way to keep my packs or whatever I, I have yeah. um, is the hedge. <laughs> um, listen, if they win the first two, then you're like, you know, man, this is like a pro tour match. <laughs> Three to five. It's like the pro tour finals. <laughs> uh, listeners know I've been playing mono black devotion since forever. Even uh, thinking of uh, splashing green before the temple had, had come into play. And, and once it came in, it, it became like the model black version of choice and uh but going into this weekend I'm, i i want to play john i want to play owen's newly posted version model most most recently posted version but it's not all that different from um when people attempted like when willie edel himself attempted to to build standard john with um i don't remember if he tried reaper of the wilds instead of desecration demon but i don't see any like real end of innovation in Owen's list outside of preferring Devour Flesh over the Mizium Mortars for more flexibility. Otherwise, the rest of the deck looks pretty straightforward, and when I, I remember playing it, it was alright, and it really had to draw the, the right part of the deck. You didn't want, like, Connections Courser to do nothing for you forever, and you need Rakdos Return, your two copies, you need to draw the one at the exact right time to really punish your opponent. But it's just the type of deck that I've always felt comfortable with just because I've played Jun in the past. It was one of my early caches, GP caches in Quebec City, because the concept is pretty basic. Just Play the best cards in the format. Best cards in the format. Try to win an attrition war uh, with your cards. So always yeah. comfortable with that type of strategy. And I guess in, in a gunslinging thing, I just want like a deck that gives me good chances against a whole variety of decks, and that's what Jund is, so... Um, I'm excited to, to play this once again. Looking at a sideboard, just... Nothing... Nothing too exciting. Unravel the Aether is, like, probably... Three <laughs> copies of Slaughter Games yeah. seems hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sphinx's Revelation says, what? Yeah, and, uh... Obviously, Golgari Charm, he says he's been really high on that, but I think we've yeah, talked about how so awesome, right awesome it's been, like, since forever. I mean, I'm playing one of my modern Jun sideboard. Yeah. Its versatility is insane. Yeah. What I think is really amazing in this deck, and what makes it super exciting, is the three Vraskas <laughs> in the main deck. 
Like, and it's so funny because people that I've been talking to have basically been really, really high on Vraska lately. She says that her utility is just so good, and as a double vindicate, even she's just she's so absurd. So, because yeah. like you play her, and people don't actually want to kill her. So it's a big, bulky green threat that's immune to life bane zombie, which is pretty sweet. Hmm. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's gonna be a good time this week. Um, uh, we'll have a full report on it when we get back. I played uh, I played F and M this week. Yeah. And uh, I played modern F and M with Jund. It was good. I uh, I didn't play very well, but that's not the deck's fault. Um, some of the matchups that I did play that were like I played a bunch of games on the side for fun because I just wanted to get as many cycles in as possible, and I won all of those. So I only lose when it doesn't matter, which is funny. And I punted against Lambert so hard. And if you're listening, I'm sorry. It's, what did he play? He always shameful. plays something Storm. stupid. He just played Storm. <laughs> okay, he said stupid. he's been playing. He's playing Storm. <laughs> I looked at him and I'm like, so you're actually playing a real fucking deck? And he looks yeah. at me all hurt. I'm like, come on. Like, yeah. for once. He's like, I've been playing a real deck for quite some time now. <laughs> and he goes, Shivan Reef, Serum Visions. And I'm like, no, you're not! <laughs> Anyways. So he played Storm, and I, I, I punted our game two, which cost me our match, but uh, that's fine. But yeah, it, it was a good time, all in all. Uh, deck was fun, and uh, I'm the more and more I play with it, the more familiar it feels. It's like putting on an old pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> the worst feeling for my Jund was I was practicing with Jund for GP San Diego um, a while back. Yeah. Uh, and I had the deck all put together, and I decided I wanted to get a little bit more practice, so I was going to play in a daily event on Magic Online. And I had probably, like, the two best ringers in the world over my shoulders to help coach me through it in uh, Hain and Stern. <laughs> so sitting over my shoulder helping me play this tournament. So it's like, my turn comes up, and it's like, okay, I feel like I should do this. And I'm like, no, you should do that. Okay, well, like, we, well, we go and do that. It's like, okay, so from this position, I do this. And I'm like, no, you do that. <laughs> and that's how the entire, like, tournament went, where it's like, I want to do this. And they said, no, you shouldn't do that. You should do this. So when we were done, we, like, crushed the tournament. And they're like, all right. And I'm like, yeah, I ain't playing that deck. And they're like, what? <laughs> and it's like, because everything I wanted to do was the wrong thing to do. Like, I just, I don't see it the same way you guys see it. <laughs> That's funny. So instead, I played Dude Storm that tournament. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. And I knocked Mr. Hain out of the tournament. Oh. oh. I'm 1 0 in sanctioned matches versus him. Nice. Nice. That's why you're, ju- that's why you're judging now. Yeah, I got him and Hatch that, tur- that, Sweet. that tournament. Sweet. So, um, yeah, Community Cup is, uh, is the thing that's happening. Get your nominations in. Uh, Canada. Do you know anybody who really thinks that they should be on there? What's that? Do we know anybody who, who we think should be in the Community Cup? Um, I mean, like, I'd love to go. KYT would love to go. I'd love for both of us to go. Um, I think that on top... Yeah, it would be sick. Uh, I think that um, LSV wants Paul Chion to go. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Which I think I've is good. A, I've seen a, uh, some overseas petitioning for Kevin DePrez. I've no idea that five judge. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's he's petitioning for for a seat, and uh, uh, I know that there's somebody, um, uh, Batsintina. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw um, Andreas Prost was looking to get there. Nice. Yeah, Willie's Willie's pushing. Uh, Willie Edel is backing um, 
Bat, and me. Actually. Yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. So, if you guys nominate me for, uh, enough, enough of you nominate me and I get into the Community Cup, uh, Willie's gonna do a full, like, <laughs> long stream on Jund for you PTQers, uh, specifically designed to talk about, uh, how to play the deck in a PTQ environment. So, if, with Modern Season being a thing, and if Jund is your thing, then you know who to nominate for the Community Cup. There you go. You can get a, an Edel Jund primer yeah. for your PTQ season, yeah. which I want. Yeah. So I'm going to send a thing in. Um, one of my comments about why you would be good for it is that you are tall, and <laughs> therefore you would interview well with Sutcliffe and uh, Nate Holt. I'm in. I'm in, yeah, yeah. And we could probably have to all... do any weird camera angles to make you seem, you know, sh- like taller. <laughs> we could probably all play basketball together. That'd be a riot. Yeah. Oh god. Um. So the other thing that uh, that's neat about the stream is I actually have Brian Kibler on this Monday. So what? this so this goes up on Monday. <laughs> and Brian that. Brian Kibler is on my stream, and we are playing some Nyazu in Modern. So if you guys are interested in that deck for your PTQ, you know where to tune in. You're going to play with a Wild and a Cattle in Modern? I am. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and probably some Smiters. They, they always have Scape Shift. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's exciting. I'm, I'm pretty stoked. But with all the good things that are happening in the community, there is, unfortunately, a big, like, big rain cloud with a, hopefully, a silver lining. Uh, one of our own has been, unfortunately, afflicted with... Uh, a terrible accident. Um, so T-Pup, we all know him uh, affectionately as... Uh, uh, he, he works for Wizards. You notice he's the guy always posting and checking in to say, I checked into work at Wizards. <laughs> yeah. And we keep bagging on him because we're like, are you bragging? <laughs> he is a little bit. It's fine. Uh, you guys, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you know that uh, Tony and Mariah have been really big fans of the show for a really long time. Uh, Mariah had a bit of a crush on KYT when she was, like, 12, which is cute. Um, <laughs> but, like, you've met them in person. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. a bunch of events and stuff. So, Mariah, unfortunately, was a pass, uh, pedestrian and struck by a vehicle. And she... It is unsure at this point uh, exactly how far she's going to recover. Uh, but basically, there's a good chance she might not walk. Uh, the house will need to be retrofitted and everything else for her to live there and all that sort of stuff. So um, it's a devastating crisis in our community. There have been a whole ton of people that have been sharing links and everything else. There is a uh, fundraiser page that we'll link to in the show notes. Um, anything you can do uh, to support. Mariah and her family and Tony during this time, we're calling all all of you, do what you can, please. Pull into your pockets, grab some change, sell some cards, do what you need to do. Um, this is a terrible tragedy. Mariah is like under 18. Like she is not, or she's, she's, she's not very old. And she's got a whole life ahead of her. And the fact that so much has happened in so short a time. It's just, it's just, it's devastating. We need to do what we need to do. So, uh, everybody step up. I know that like Cedric Phillips donated like a thousand bucks. Whoa. 
and you know, holy shit! Yeah, and he was just like, "Look, guys, I don't expect all of you to be able to match my grand, but uh, you know." So they've got a target on the fundraising page of seventy-five thousand, which is what they think they're going to need to like get the house done and pay all of her medical bills. She needs like multiple surgeries, and this is the states, not Canada, where they get free healthcare. Um, and yeah. I mean, like they were halfway there in like three days. Yeah. So I'm calling on all of you. Do what you can. Little bits here and there. Hashtag Team Panda on Twitter. Um, and anything we can do to tell Mariah that we're here for as a community. And uh, when she gets out of the hospital, we're all waiting for her. So. Yeah, like, hopefully, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm planning to fly to Seattle at some point. So uh, hopefully she'll be uh good by then when I and I get the chance to see her. Um they've been huge fans of the show, huge supporters of me and I've uh like so I said I've met Tony multiple times and he's just like the super like badass cool dad. Yeah. <laughs> and and they even have like they even have like a news article where like he appears to me like really emotionally strong uh even through this whole ordeal. He's like you know, it doesn't change the things that she wants to do. It's just going to change, you know, how she's going to do them. So he's been super optimistic and positive, and I've been in- incredibly impressed as well. A lot of people have contributed, like, money. I've seen pros, a lot, many pros contribute 100. I gave 100 because, you know, other their support has meant so much to me, and their situation is just, like, so, like it makes me so sad. So, but now to see the community like support them like that has been extremely awesome. Like last time I checked, they've been over 40, 40 K. So nice. Sweet. Sweet. So yeah. So do the right thing. Everybody if you can and, uh, wish her a ton better. And hopefully we can, hopefully we can all see her in the near future. That'd be great. I would love it. You know what? I would love it that once she gets out of the hospital and gets herself all situated, I would love to have her on the show and let's talk about the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there it is, Mariah. Open invite. When you're done, when you're up for it, hit us up. We'll have you on the show. Get better. So, that's our public service announcement. Do we know anything about what happened to the... Like, in terms of the accident? Well, we just know that she was, she had, uh, I believe, a biology exam from what I remember. She was uh, getting home, and uh, in fact, it wasn't even the bus stop she normally gets off at. It's She took the one before so she could walk home, and while she was walking on the sidewalk, she got, like, a, a car drifted and hit her, is uh, from what I understood. And it hit and run. Oh, uh, yeah, initially hit and run, and then drove back. Um, wow. So... I mean, they haven't, like, apparently there's still, there's still a toxicology test that they're awaiting the results of, so they don't even know, like, why, like, there's nothing that says, like, why, all I know is, like, the person that did it was a woman, but there's no, like, other information. Yeah, there's nothing, like, whether she was drunk or whether, you know, there was something else going on, like, that, that's, or whether she was texting or on the phone. But yeah, like she was just walking on the sidewalk, walking home, and apparently she had just called her dad to tell to tell him that like she had finished her exam, and like that's like it's just a weird, really bad coincidence. Ugh. And like Scott mentioned, she's really young; she's just seventeen. I thought she was eighteen, but according yeah. to the article, she's seventeen. And and doctors doctors have said 
that she can't walk anymore, but there might be some hope. And, and even like my sister, who's a physiotherapist says that there's hope yet. And that, you know, it's too early to tell at the very beginning. And there, there might be a glimmer of hope that she, she may be able to walk again. So I'm, I'm praying for that uh, yeah. outcome. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, she needs, uh, they're like, she had both of her legs and stuff smashed. Yeah. And, uh, like, uh, vertebrae fused and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's, it's crazy. Just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy she's, like, even alive, I think. Yeah. Reading this. Yeah, she's very lucky to be alive. Absolutely. But, anyways, yeah, the, his Facebook page is just like, everybody is, is all about pandas and, and, uh, and the community support for her is just amazing. So make sure you're chipping in and, uh, and doing your part. And uh, stop texting and driving if you're doing it, idiots. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, shitty to end on a sad note, but uh, I think that it's... I'm really glad that we're leaving it on this important note. Yeah. Yeah. So, do the right thing, folks can't even get to the bottom of the speed. It's insane. <laughs> Alright, so anything else you guys want to add on? I know Jay's like literally passing out until we drop this bomb on him, but uh, <laughs> yeah, anything else? No. Oh, they 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 did the whole uh, conspiracy spoiler and it was less than exciting. Less than exciting is your favorite set of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! That snuck out. Um, it was. Uh, it's still. It's still. It still looks great, but um, I just I like. It was one of those things where like they spoiled all of the really cool cards first, and then all the cards they spoiled after it. It's just like I don't know. It just doesn't seem. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't care about them from a limited perspective, right? Like I don't. Uh, I don't care about Stifle reprinted. I don't care about Swords to Plowshares and Foil Brainstorm. Like, especially, I especially don't care about them in the sense that they're going to be a billion dollars. My question was like, you know, if you draft this, like, you know, competitively in, in, in you know, your usual F&M draft, like, how do you pick the rares at the end? <laughs> yeah, like, um, like, our store's not doing anything for it, but there's been a lot of, uh, Kind of talk on Twitter and stuff about how you how you prize this out, how you would do a prize it, and it just seems all of the prizing structures I've seen for it just seem fucking shitty. Like I would never want to like pay money to participate in those because it's like, but at the same time it's like it's difficult. But it's like they're talking about like everybody gets a prize pack or like one prize pack per person, and then it's like five, three, two, two. For like a normal draft, but because this is multiplayer, you can't do that. And just like just all this weird stuff. The other thing too is like I I wasn't really excited about multiplayer aspect of this. But then I'm also I'm supposed to be doing a draft tomorrow, a bunch of drafts tomorrow, and like it was supposed to be this big event. But now it's like turned into people being like, no, we just want to do a standard six man draft, no multiplayer, no anything, no bullshit. And it's just like, well, that's not what you signed up for. No, it's not what I signed up for. It's also, it's also like, it also like goes against how the set was designed. Like it makes yeah, all yeah. of, like all of the will of the council cards just become uh, one mode, right? Like, 
They're they're all just going to be the tied vote. Like, there's no one that's going to vote to give you a fucking extra turn, right? Like, um, stand you know six when, person like one v one matches. Yeah, like yeah, no. like we like like the standard team draft format is just three. What? It's not even meant to be. Yeah, you're right. Right, but that's what I mean. Like, so now it's just like and like ugh, and then like it's I hate I hate like I hate. I kind of sometimes I hate the group that I play with. <laughs> they listen to the show, so I'm trying to like not just shit talk them because I know that's not the way to go about it. But it's like we get these fucking we get these chain emails going, and there's just like some really loud, powerful, loud motherfuckers. Whoa. And so like they'll just they just like nobody nobody in our group will make a decision. Like you'll say like Hey KYT, what do you want to do? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you want to go to a movie? I don't care. What movie you want to go to? Doesn't matter. Okay, what theater? I don't care. So then you're like, okay, great. And then one person will say something that's just the fucking worst option ever. And they'll just be like, they won't say it in a way that they're just saying it. They'll say it in like the whiniest, shittiest fucking way possible. Right. And then everybody just panders to that person because they're just a whiny piece of shit. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> So that's what my conspiracy draft has turned into. Like, we, we invited, like, all these different people. We wanted to play this big, fun, cool, check out how the set was. And I was, like, I, I wasn't opposed to playing, like, a standard 1v1 um, I would be. format. But but I said, like, I'd love to try it not like that. And then, I and then like, you know, maybe we could play, like, a team draft after whatever. And everybody just kind of was like, yeah, that's fine, whatever, that's cool. And then we get into this email, it's just like... I don't care for team draft formats. I don't want to play that shit. And it's just like, so I'm driving across the city to play at some guy's house, like fucking a million miles away from my house with people that aren't going to have any fun when they're playing a fun format, like a non-competitive for fun format. Fucking awesome. And we had to cut a bunch of people because they didn't want to play with eight. Like we, we had, I invited, like I, like some of these people I didn't invite at first. I invited like a different group of people that I knew would like want to have fun because I knew that the that these other guys aren't really into that, right? Which is fine. They're just not into it, so it's just you just like you you don't invite them to see movies they don't want to watch type of thing. You know right. What I mean? So, um, and then of course uh, the other like, and then of course one of the other guys in our group who just like likes to organize everything and um, invites everybody all the time because they just like you know, to be inclusive instead of exclusive, invited a bunch of, like, our normal group of guys, and then those normal group of guys have now become the group, and they cut two other people that, like, I would rather play with. <laughs> without, and, and, like, without discussing it, they just were like, nope, we're playing a six-man, not an eight-man cut. I'm like, okay. Fucking sweet. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it's kind of annoying. I'm not as excited for it anymore as I was. But, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't care about Spirit Monger. Like, uh, uh, um, what's your name? Original Ostris on Twitter. Um, Aaron. I'm drawing a blank. Aaron. Aaron, yeah. Aaron was like, oh, I'm so excited for these new cards and conspiracy, these old new cards that I get to play with again, and then she specifically mentioned Spearmonger, and I was like, fuck yeah. And like, I don't know, Spearmonger just doesn't seem very good. Right now, anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, she just, like, it just, I don't care about Spearmonger. I don't care about Stifle. I don't care about Mortify. I don't care about fucking, like, 
Demir Doppelganger or Fires of Yavimaya. Like, I just don't care about these cards. That's fine. So the... What's that? I was just saying, they're all still very good cards and excellent reprint. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess. Alright. Do you think Magic Online would implode if they tried to do a conspiracy event? Yes. Probably. I don't don't think so at all. I don't think it's that difficult. I think Magic Online would implode because Magic Online is a piece of shit. Yeah, so, that, that's that's kind of the... like you, you'd go to make a note with like an with like an ether searcher of just what card you drafted when you you know draft or what card you draft with it, and then Magic Online just have a critical wow. error. And, I I think you know, I, didn't even I think, think that's about the problem. That aspect. I was more just thinking about the whole thing of doing a multiplayer game after a draft, not even uh, about the conspiracy cards themselves at all. Yeah, no, Magic Online would definitely shit. Yeah, it would just it would not function. What we just said, like, for me, it would be what would bring it back to being awesome. If they actually had conspiracy, holy fuck, like, that would bring so many people to play it. I think, I think the only issue with it, the only real major issue that I see outstanding with it, is that you would have a really hard time doing those, like, draft notations. Yeah. Unless it tracks it for you, but, like, I feel like that's probably asking a lot. Well, for, for Magic Online it is, but, like, how difficult would that be for a regular program, right? Like, I could fucking write that program with Google. <laughs> Call. <laughs> with Google. Yeah, like, I can... Somebody I, make a note of that one. That's got to be an intro uh, clip at some point. Like, right, right now, I could go to Google, and I could say, tell me, I'm going to click on something, tell, and then also track the thing I click after it. And then I would click, like, titties. And then I would click, like, it's Amaru Hound of Gonda. and then I would, and then I, it would, it would just, it would print that in my fucking in my printer from 1995. It would print. <laughs> He's it would, it would, it would tell me the two things that I click. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's fucking terrible, horseshit. I like the JT chest to see if it works. Is it's hello titties? Hello titties. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, we're definitely going to get our fill of conspiracy this weekend, so hopefully you guys all are getting yours, too. Well, mine mine will probably be some point on days off next uh, week. Um, I got some pre-orders through FASAPAS, so I got some boxes there, because I know my local game store isn't going to sell any. What? Yeah, no, he's he's holding on to his first shipment. He's using it for prize support and events. You guys are dickbag. No, he's good. He's doing something cool with it because it's going to be a pain to get right off the get go. I'm sure, uh, and then it'll be pretty simple to get. So, dick bag. Yeah, I feel like they're just going to have like infinite. Like all the stores here just have infinite. It should be infinite. <laughs> also, how do you look up conspiracy stuff on Fastpass? Is well, it only I think they have singles, but when you go to face to face games, they have a yeah. big thing right on the front saying you can pre order boxes. Oh, so it's just like boxes and stuff. Yeah, that that's that's all I'm doing is I I'm, see, I see. I'm grabbing a couple boxes and Right, 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 right. I'll draft. How many, how many packs come in the box, does it say? Thirty six. Oh nice. Okay, so it is, because it's like a weird shape. It's an eight man draft. Yeah, okay. Sick, sick. That's sweet. But if you're gonna draft, make sure you have a pack of something else to bring in. Oh, yes. Like Cube. Dun, dun, dun. A pack of Cube. Oh, pack of Cube. Interesting. That's what I'm going to bring in. That's what I should do on face-to-face games. I should just buy a booster pack of everything. 
of like all the old just shitty things. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jay, these guys owe us booster packs. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, <laughs> wait, why is Jay involved? It's only you. No, no. For the win. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a tie. I won. I agree. It's a tie. Of course you do. Of course you, you agree. Won, it's a tie. If one of you trickle down into fifty-eight stats like we're playing baseball, but we didn't. We didn't fucking discuss fifty-eight stats. I think it was like one stat. It was like ten. It was like well, KYT and Jay win, but if you look at these things, which we never discussed, the KYT. And if you look at these things that we never discussed, then somebody else happened to something else. And if you look at these Are things that we never discussed, Nick. No. no. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, man. On that note. <laughs> um, I do want to mention that uh, you brought face to face. I'm actually here with Scott doing it for Scott and Joel. Well, mainly for Joel to support his uh, event, because there's actually a 6K happening in Montreal, in my hometown, uh, standard event, the Man and Prime Super Series. Are we an event that will have happened by the time this episode oh, plays? Oh, yep. Yes, yes, like we always okay. do. Yeah, okay, uh, that up there. I'm excited to see the results of that, because uh, the big names are actually playing at this event. Hayne will be playing, Stern will be playing. So I'm excited to see who will make the top eight and who will actually... I'm actually excited to see what will, the deck list will be in the top eight. A lot of people that I respect, like uh, Robert Anderson, Justin Richardson, are intending to play uh, some of the best local players. So uh, it should be good. It should be a very good tournament. So isn't this like your biggest like face-to-face games tournament, Super Series tournament? Uh, in terms of cash prize, that yeah. would be correct. And you're not going to be there. And I'm not going to be there. Well, normally I would be doing they coverage. Always come back. Yeah. Normally I would be doing coverage, anyways. Uh, so I'm good. I'm good. And a lot of people complain because of the Quebec laws. Um, I don't know if it's just Quebec specific. I don't know too much about it, but we have to like give store credit instead of cash. And you know, there's always some minor gripes about that. But you know, that's what we have to do. And I guess that's why it's a 6K and not a 5K, so you can probably tra- trade it in for five, 5K cash easily. Um, or even a, almost equivalent to, to a friend that, that wants to buy something from face-to-face, right? So um, just very excited to see the results. You guys will hear about this when it's over, but yeah, as as n- of now, I'm excited. Nice. And that's, that's I'll just tweet sure. something about it right now just to get it out. <laughs> KYT just talked about. <laughs> yeah, I tweeted my setup. <laughs> that's uh, that's standard, right? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be standard. Nice. Sweet. All right. All right, everybody. Well, hopefully you all have an excellent have had an excellent weekend. By the time you listen to this, we definitely are going to have an amazing weekend. Uh, some of it you'll hear about, some of it you won't, and rest assured, it's all gonna be awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping our listeners like the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde segment. That was pretty lengthy. <laughs> I hope they made it past that, but it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So let us know in the comments. We love comments. Comments, comments, comments. Comments! And uh, we will see all of you next week. See you guys next week, guys. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da